Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go racing here at Knoxville. Only the best go three of It is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway, it's showtime! You are the best, you go for a rip. Often imitated, never duplicated, the greatest show on dirt, the world of outlaws. It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy, because ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime! Set to do battle for 30 laps, the green flag is waving. Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post here, and Aaron Evernham continues on special assignment. So continue to be joined by Justin Fiedler from Dirt Tracker, dirttracker.com. I'm hey, back. Yes, again. exactly. My gosh, uh, it's been so much fun hanging out with you. And, yeah, I uh, loved it. For I, sure. I, it's been really, really good, and uh, everything's good. Sprint car world is wide open, yep. gearing up for some big, big events. Yeah, I feel like this this kind of week here that we're coming into was kind of the like the last yeah. little bit of calm before the storm, and yeah. then it gets real serious. Catch actually. your breath here. Catch yeah. your breath here. Take a big, deep breath and get in because we're getting ready to get really busy in the sprint car world. Yeah, so, for sure. Really fun stuff. I, I, I do want to reference this, um, and and Aaron and I and the National on our TV program have talked about it. We are an advocate here. And of course, we are MRN. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're Wing Nation, but we're MRN. Yep. We are an advocate of higher water for all motorsports. Uh, absolutely. Makes things better. Yeah. 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 The Chicago street race for NASCAR mm -hmm. was nuts. Well, and, and a sprint car guy won the race. And it's, yes. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 No doubt. No, yeah. Um, just, just the event. The there was so much extra new attention put on motorsports mm -hmm. this weekend in the second largest city in the country, which, by the way, has a lot of sprint car and dirt tracks in vicinity. Absolutely. Um, it was just higher level of water makes all boats, uh, lifts all boats. And it was a good weekend for all of motorsports. Yeah, for sure. And like I think you saw too, there there were dirt people there. Yeah, Michael Rigsby from Flow Racing yeah, was there. I actually I, met him. I actually met Michael for the yeah. first time. Yeah. And then I saw modified racer Mike McKinney was there. Like there was a lot yeah. of people who were really tuned into what was going on. There. Really, truly were. Um, I want to give a shout out. Uh, I had three different. I was walking down Michigan Avenue, ten o'clock on Saturday morning. Which, by the way, ten o'clock on Saturday morning, I'm not busting on all my favorite NASCAR racetracks. But at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning, there's a lot of times you can walk through the Midway and yeah. not see many people. Yeah. You could not walk down Michigan Avenue at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning without at times stopping to weed your way through traffic and everybody's clad in race gear. Three different people love the show post, man. Now, it could be this. It could be crew call. It could be whatever else we do. Mm -hmm. But I have a hunch the guy in the Jack Hoddenshield t-shirt was probably that talking about Wing Nation. That was probably for this show. Yeah, that probably, was probably for a Wing show. Nation guy. So <laughs> a shout out to my man um, and, uh, and, and everybody. Really, really cool. I, I think the other thing is I continue. 
this is this is like the most obvious statement that I will make. And and we did crew call. We produced crew call earlier today. That's where uh, Todd Gordon and I talked to talked to crew chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was one person on the planet that didn't think Kyle Larson was supreme talent, yeah, then just watch the mid portion of that race and some of the moves he was making because mm-hmm. it was nuts mm-hmm. some of the moves he was making yeah he's unreal yeah his car control whether it's a sprint car whether it's a dirt lay bottle whether it's a midget or whether it's a cup car or a truck his car control is phenomenal well and like at one point like if you looked at the top three you had bell reddick larson <laughs> yeah all, all, all three, three guys, guys with, yeah. with dirt racing experience yeah and i thought you know like the the amount that those cars even with the wide tires how much they still slide around and yeah. move and stuff it's like it's interesting that those guys kind of rise to the top with their with their skills really truly is the only thing though with Kyle Larson is like he got done showcasing his skills and Shane Van Gisbergen Gisbergen yep. yep exactly said Kyle hold my beer yeah watch this because yeah. I don't care whether it's excellence in a midget, a sprint car, a dirt late model, a modified, a mini stock, a legends car. Excellence is fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And the last 25 laps of that race was a clinic in excellence. Yeah. And I, you know, I had tweeted about it when he got announced that he was going to go do this deal for track house. Um, But this guy is one of the most talented race car drivers in the world. There's no (laughs) doubt about it. And like there, there are, there's an alternate universe where Shane Van Gisbergen is a formula one driver. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's good in single seaters. He's good in su- supercars. He ran a sprint car this last year. He's, he's like done world rally. Like this guy can race anything. He's, he's very much like Larson in that way where he can just get in something and go fast. And and that was on display. And it was, it was very neat yesterday watching kind of the larger motorsports world, especially in the U S discover this guy, Yeah, which I thought was really cool. We're like the last to know. Uh, James Small, uh, crew chief and Australian crew chief for mm-hmm. Martin Truex Jr. said last week this this could be a clinic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, AJ Allmendinger had him picked to win the race, mm-hmm. and his team owner Justin Marks, who does a lot of sprint car business as well, yeah. said, "Now this was last week. We don't. You don't know his name now. A week from today, you everyone will. will know his name. Exactly. Yeah. And it turned out well. So I love excellence in motorsports, whether mm-hmm. it's sprint cars or whatever it is, and we saw that. So, yep. and again, uh, what a day for motorsports in America. Really, really cool. And I can't even imagine. We, uh, we're we recording this at noon on Monday. Mm-hmm. If it would have been 72 degrees and sunny, I likely would not have been here because I don't know how we'd have gotten out of the city. Yeah, people. I'm sure. It was crazy, yeah. the number of people. So a good day for everybody, that's for sure. Let's get into our Hefner Racing product hot topics because – it was a good weekend at Cedar Lake for Brad Sweet and David Gravel. Let's go Friday night. Brad Sweet, seventh Cedar Lake win, tied for Sammy with the most. Eighty-five. We have these guys that are just that are just climbing into the, these yep. young guys. Yep. They're climbing into the top ten. Just took over tenth, and he's only one spot behind Darren Pittman as far as ninth goes. Brad Sweet, the big cat. He just seems right now to be picking them up and laying them down. I don't think he's as flashy as David Gravel is. Yep. But I think he is being very efficient with what he's doing. Yeah, no, I, I think Brad is kind of the ultimate kind of championship yeah. operator, yeah. right? Like this guy, he's going to finish top five, top six every single night, no matter what he does. Um, he's going to pick up a couple of wins. And honestly, it had been, you know, over a month since he'd won a feature. But like going to a track like Cedar Lake where he's had so much success in the past, it wasn't surprising to see him pick up that win on, on Friday night. So we talk about his seven wins. Going into Saturday night, David Gravel had had seven second-place second finishes. Yeah. Um, he was able to finally get the bridesmaid, uh, bridesmaid title off of him. His eighth win of the season, 84th career win, he's one behind. 84th career win, he's 11th on the list tied. Um, 
between between Carson Macedo, who Carson had an average weekend this yeah. weekend, um, but David Gravel and Brad Sweet, we we are just we are witnessing excellence by multiple teams on the world of outlaw tour. Yeah, well, and it's it's interesting too watching these two guys, Sweet and Gravel, like having the same amount of career wins and kind of like chasing each other up that list and getting by Stevie Smith and now trying to catch Darren Pittman. It's been it's been really fun kind of watching this history happen like right before our eyes. Yeah. Speaking of rivalries and Mother Nature has not been kind in Pennsylvania, no. but I've 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 listened I listen to your daily show Dirt Trekker Daily or uh, the Daily Show. Um this Anthony Macri, Brett Marks, I love it. Uh, this this could be this could be this could be one for the ages yeah. right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because they're they're both up on the wheel. Mm -hmm. They're both Pennsylvania guys. I don't care what anyone says. There's yeah, yeah, so no, much energy in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. That's where the energy and vibe comes from, and they are both setting themselves up with their own teams to be national. World of Outlaw, High Limits, wherever they want to go, mm -hmm. they're setting themselves to take this rivalry, not only when they're doing it at Williams Grove, but we could see them in Chico, California, yeah, at well, Skagit, or anywhere else. Yeah. Or, or, or And we could see them doing this for the Knoxville Nationals or the Million Dollar Race Absolutely. at Eldora. Yeah. And this is what's so fascinating about this. Uh, Pennsylvania Speed Week has been rain-plagued. Uh, Marks and Macri each have two wins. Freddie Raymer just... Just blew the doors off everybody at Lincoln, at Lincoln on Thursday yeah. night. I mean, it's like, holy God. It's like, where's everyone else at? But the Marks Macri rivalry, and and there, there's no love lost between these two. They're no. not, they're not buddies traveling no. around the country in tandem. Mm -mm. This is really good stuff, I think. Yeah, I like it a lot too. A shout out to 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 Williams Grove for the work that they did to get that show in That's on right, Friday. Yeah, Friday night. Yeah. They had delays and all that stuff, and they were still able to get that race in, but. Watching that feature, Marks was never able to get away from Macri. Yeah. And like you see that a lot where guys, you know, you get into traffic or whatever, and one guy will be able to stretch away, but like he could just never shake the 39M. And I think that's it's an interesting kind of metaphor for those two and just kind of where we've seen them. And that, you know, they just they always just seem to find each other. Yeah. We've got we've got some big shows coming up and they're both really good at Eldora. Yeah. Uh we got some, we got this is just gonna be fun to watch. And this 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 is one of those this is one of those that could be coming to a local stage near you, mm -hmm. and the next night could be on a national stage exactly. near you. Exactly, that's yeah. what's so cool about this thing. Finally, want to mention this Lake Ozark Speedway, the Power I four ten Bandit Sprint Car Series. We have had a phenomenal. Well, it depends on I guess who you are. Silly season, mm -hmm. a very active silly season yeah. for sure. Uh, Shane Stewart ends up in Bernie's number 71. They decide to go shake it down, and they shake it down and park it on the front stretch. That's yeah. pretty cool. Well, I think what's interesting, too, is it's like you would you would think, you know, Shane goes to Lake Ozark. It's a power eye show. You know, maybe a lot of people weren't tuned into that one. But he was, like, taking slide jobs from Kerry Madsen. Like, this was, like, a pretty serious field of cars. It wasn't like Shane just went and cherry-picked a race. Yeah. Like, it was, a, it was a serious 410 sprint car race. Which Kerry, by the way, getting up to speed with his new ride yeah, in the was, Silly Season exactly. car with the Premier the 55. 55. So, yeah. good stuff. We are going to talk to Shane Stewart, and we're going to talk to Brad Doty because we've talked a lot about Eldora next week, but it, yeah. we, we don't get to Eldora unless we go to Attica yeah, you first. Yeah, you got to get the Classic in. Exactly. So, the Brad Doty Classic is coming up next week. We're going to talk to Brad Doty. And and, and basically, I want to get his take on all these things we just talked about as well. Oh, yeah. He's, well, such he's a, great he's a guy. He keeps up with everything. Yeah, so he, he is such a great a analyst. One. So there you have it. Our Hefter Racing product, Hot Topics. HRP knows sprint car racing. Therefore, they know what works best for your team. No other accessory can match quality, performance, and design. Top trailer builders are using HRP accessories, and you can use it as well in your trailer or on your in your race shop. 
get rid of the clutter. That's what it boils down to. Get rid of the clutter, and it's something for every sprint car fan. You can find out more at www.hrpracing.com. That's hrpracing.com. Shane Stewart joins us next. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit having a ball here. Justin Fiedler sitting in for Aaron Evernham. Um, our first guest on the Sage Fruit Hotline, we kind of joked around, we just chit-chatted a little bit. I think we've been trying to say goodbye to Shane Stewart, not wanting to say goodbye to Shane no. Stewart. We love when we get a chance to talk to Shane Stewart. We've been trying to say goodbye, but every time he comes back, he parks it on the front stretch, and we get to continue the conversation. He joins us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Hello, Shane. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back on your show, guys. I appreciate it. What did Saturday night feel like standing on the front stretch with a win? <laughs> uh, a little bit of a shock. Um, <laughs> so I can tell you after – after hot laps, uh, I, of course, I come in and, and Bernie's like, uh, and he's got Rob Hart helping him too. So there's two wow. good good mechanics. Well, how's it feel? And I'm like, bro, listen, I, I have no idea. <laughs> but one, I'm not in that great of shape anymore like I used to be. And two, uh, you just, you know, for being out of the seat for as long as I have, uh, you forget how fast these darn cars are, man. They 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 rip right, and you just forget you just forget the speed. And, uh, and, uh, so, uh, after qualifying, I obviously felt a little bit more comfortable and my heat race, I think I ran eight laps and forgot to breathe and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and then the feature, the feature thing started coming back to me a little bit more. Obviously we put ourselves in a decent spot, started in the front row with, with Terry Matson and, and was able to get the jump there and. Uh, all the guys at uh, Lake of the Ozarks were friendly to me and gave me a, a pretty smooth, somewhat slow racetrack where I could maintain my uh, posture there against the fence, and, and uh, we ended up getting the win, which was really exciting for all of us. Uh, it was good to have my family there. Uh, I know that was kind of a big win for, for Bernie and Betsy and, and their gang, and you know, considering all the drivers that's kind of been in and out of that seat this summer, I know Bernie was kind of getting burnt out with the whole thing, and uh, it's crazy what a little win does for a team like that, and and uh, I was obviously thankful to to be the pilot in, in in the seat. But where this all kind of started was, you know, Bernie uh, was obviously in between drivers, and I knew he wanted to run the the million, and 
I wasn't sure if my schedule was even going to allow me to do it. I reached out to him and said, hey, look, if I can do it, I would like to run the million. And uh, so we tried to put together a small little deal, and we were trying to figure out where I can make laps before. I've got a two-day race this coming weekend. Yeah. And uh, and so I can't. I couldn't do nothing this coming week, right? So I told him, "Hey, look, let's try to put together something where I can make some laps um, this this last weekend." So we talked about Knoxville, and we talked about maybe doing some PA Speed Week races. And I'm like, "Man, I don't know. I don't know if I need to jump back into a car and go race Port Royal right off the bat. That probably doesn't make much sense." <laughs> And uh, so then we started looking at Knoxville, and Bernie's like, oh, it'll be like riding a bike. Like, Knoxville will be easy. I'm like, dude, no, it's not going to be that easy for me. And then the the weather started looking bad at Knoxville, and Lake of those arcs got brought up, and that was a little bit closer to, to our house. Uh, and, um, yeah, so we ended up running really well, and, um, you know, at least getting myself acclimated back to – Back to uh, being behind the wheel, and and uh, but it was a it was a good win for all of us. Shane, you come back at Lake Ozark at you know in a Power I four ten race, and and you know me and Steve were talking about this earlier, but th- this isn't like a, a throwaway field. You didn't just show up, like you're you're taking slide jobs from Kerry Madsen and and having to really kind of defend this <laughs> thing. But how did it feel that first time you saw that 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 Vermeer fifty five coming across your nose? Yeah, well, I because I I'd made a couple of bad laps, and I knew Kerry was coming. And it wasn't no surprise when he threw his slider on me. And, and, you know, like I said, I was pretty fortunate the way the track actually worked out for me. Um, you know, if there had been a top and a bottom and a middle and, and places where I could have probably picked my, picked my lines, I probably would have been totally winded. And, um, but yeah, of course, when he comes sliding across there, I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> just maintain your pace here. Just maintain your pace. <laughs> but, uh he actually ended up spinning out. I'm not sure what happened to him. One of the cautions came out, and I didn't see his number up there. And I'm like, oh man, hopefully I didn't screw him up. But um, yeah, it was it was it was a good, you know, like you said, the Power Eye 410 deal is actually pretty strong this year. And you know, Kenny Brown and their and his gang have, have done a good job with that series. And every race that they've had, they've had pretty good cars. And I actually thought like Brian Brown and a couple other ones were might you know show up since Knoxville got rained out, but um yeah i mean i think it was a good test i mean obviously uh the caliber of teams and and cars going for uh you know going to be racing at eldora is going to be a little bit different but um it was good to get laps again um i'm excited about being able to compete in such a historical race um you know it's just amazing uh what tony and his guys have done at eldora and to put together uh, the purses that he does, you know, being a promoter and being on this side of it, uh, man, like I know there's going to be a lot of people there, but the amount of money he's paying out, uh, you know, of course over those four or five nights uh, is pretty amazing. So just happy that uh, I'm going to be a small part of it. Really, really cool. That's for sure. We're talking with Shane Stewart here on the program on, uh, on, on wing nation. The, um, Bernie number 71, this is one of the, I, 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 I live, we live in a world where it's like you've got to race, 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 race to be good, 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 okay? Then there's the 69K in Pennsylvania where they don't have to race a lot of be, to be good. And then even a little weirder than that is Bernie's. 
the car will sit for three weeks and they'll roll into some strange place and just and just roll. It's got to be nice knowing you're going into a car that is that, that going in a race with a car that is perfectly capable of winning at Eldora. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, honestly, guys, I, I wouldn't be going to Eldora if it wasn't for Bernie. Um, I mean, the thing is, is Bernie's got the best of equipment. Uh, he's got Charlie Garrett engines, which are yeah. you can't get those anymore. Uh, and and those motors run so good. They have plenty of power. They throttle well. Uh, it makes a driver, uh, it makes his job a lot easier, honestly. And uh, Charlie's just a good dude. And, and sit there and talk with him. I mean, being 82 or 83 or however old, is, however old he is now, uh, the guy's just still sharp as a tack. And uh, those, and then obviously Bernie's no dummy, right? Like he's been racing for a long time and he knows how to set the car up. And we've raced together enough now that he kind of knows what I like. And uh, it is a good package. I mean, you know, to be able to to jump into his sprint car and go win at at any level um, right off the bat is a true testament of his team and and his equipment that he has and his engine. So I I honestly wouldn't be going to Eldora if it wasn't in the seventh one. Shane, you talked about being a promoter yourself, and, and I obviously want to ask you about Port City the last couple of years and getting that place going. And it's like I have been critical in, in on my own channels about certain racetracks, but what you guys are doing there is is pretty awesome. The updates you guys have made, the programs you have there every week, bringing in big shows like USAC. But from your perspective, what's it been like the last couple of years getting that place kind of under your control and then and then trying to push it forward? Yeah, just a lot of learning. Uh, we still learn so much. Uh, you know, the micro world is so much different than the world I grew up in and and learned a living in. Um, you know, just learning how to deal with parents is <laughs> is tough at times. And uh, but you know, we there was some things when I bought the racetrack that I wanted to improve on, and and we've been able to do that. And and, uh, you know, we're able to do that because the place does make money on a weekly basis. Now, one thing that we're, we're starting to find out is how things play such a vital role in the weekly program of, I, I feel like, of any racetrack across the country. It's the economy. Mm-hmm. You know, now that things are getting so expensive, when one of our, our, our local guys crashes, he doesn't come back the next week. It takes him two or three weeks to to get his bank built back up and go buy parts from, from the, the micro people and put his car back together. So then it plays into our part of how do you start policing the rough driving? And then it turns into judgment calls. So then you always have one happy guy, one, one mad guy. That part of it's been tough to learn. Um, you know, in our world, you get spun out. So, you know, sorry for your luck. You know, you go dead on the track, you go in the back. Well, in our world, you get spun out by somebody. That guy goes to the back as well, and uh, at least at our track. And so that that part of it's been uh, tough to learn uh, and knowing when to make the right call and when not to. And um, and then you know the we were fortunate to have one of the premier micro tracks in the country, and and people like Keith Coons and. And Talon Turner, they want to come and, and have big races at our track, and that makes us feel really good. But, you know, there's still some things that I want to improve on or lighting I, I want to make a little bit nicer. And um, But, you know, right now we're kind of in a, a little bit of a pattern to where we're just maintaining things. And um, But, man, owning racetracks, a lot of work. Uh, there's always something to fix, always something to, to work on. And, um, 
you know, even our little track, uh, we're there almost every day uh, throughout the week trying to get things prepared for the next coming race. And, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm not telling promoters out there anything that they don't know, but outside looking in, when you come and race and then you pack your stuff up and you go down the road, you just don't realize how much work's involved and, and maintaining and, and trying to have a really nice facility. It really, truly is. It is uh, it is full-time work plus some, that's for sure. And uh, and sometimes for, for minimum or from some kind for minimum reward, and we have lost Shane Stewart, which is fine, actually. We were getting ready to say goodbye. Oh, that was the last question, the last answer as well. But, uh, man, I'll tell you what, um, Justin, he's he what an addition to the million in Bernie's number 71. Oh, yeah, he, he's an incredible racer and, and a guy who's had success at Eldora before. You know, you would not be surprised if he was able to jump up in there and, and compete. Uh, you know, obviously, Bernie's got good stuff. We've seen, you know, Bernie's cars win races all, all kind of places. So, you know, it wouldn't be surprising to see him up there. Going to be fun, that's for sure. We do appreciate Shane Stewart for joining us. We need to step away. When we come back, Brad Doty is next on the show. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Let's go right back to the Sage Fruit hotline because it is getting ready to be some serious business. And we know what that means, especially up in northwestern Ohio. The Brad Doty Classic is coming up. The Ohio Logistics Brad Doty Classic at Attica Raceway Park. And joining us on the Sage Fruit Hotline is Brad Doty himself. Hello, Brad. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you guys? We are well. How are things looking for this year's event, Brad? Really good. Our pre-sales are, are good. We're almost sold out of reserve seats. And uh, sponsors are all lined up. And we just finished uh, the design of the event shirt and uh have it being shipped so yeah things are things are looking good brad you have like this is your one event all you know that you have during a year how much work goes into just putting on a single event it's a lot you know it's far i've said after i got involved as a promoter every driver should promote at least one race to see this side of it uh, because as a driver I never ever considered what the promoter goes through or for instance you know we race you know where you get tired of you know you think man a rain out tonight wouldn't be so bad I'd have the night off but you don't think about all the money that the promoter has spent in advertising and you know leading up to the event and when it rains out 
not only what it maybe cost them in revenue, but what it cost them in advertising. And if they open the gates, you got to pay employees, and it, it just really adds up. So that side of it, uh, you know, it is something that really opened my eyes to when I became a promoter. Yeah, we just had Shane Stewart on, and he was talking about the similar stuff with him, what he's doing down at Port City. Now, Brad, one of the things that I just totally respect and love that you have is some of these long-standing partnerships. Ohio Logistics, it seems like they've been with you forever. Attica Raceway Park, I know they've been a partner with you. How important is it to have those foundational pieces in place that that, that help you put together this big show? It's, it's really, really important. Ohio Logistics and Racing Optics, Ohio Logistics, the title sponsor, and presented by Racing Optics, they've been with us for 16 years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've got uh, CK Mechanical, Guild Construction, uh, Cali's been with us for a long time. We just added a, a DAC Pet Products line. So it, it really goes a long way. I mean, we at Attica pay the same purse and the same sanctioning fee is say a place like knoxville or eldora that seats you know twenty thousand people we see maybe four to five thousand so our sponsors are very very important go a long way in helping make the event successful and help with advertising and and getting the word out and that kind of thing so it's critical i mean it's uh you know the race has grown into a big event we've been fortunate to get pretty good crowds and good car counts but still it takes you know a lot of a lot of people to be involved to make it successful. Brad, one of the things that I love about your event is how much the guys want to win that race. And and from where you sit, how, how much does it mean to you to kind of get that from those guys? And, you know, we've seen guys get emotional winning that race, but how does that feel for you, you know, that guys really want to win your event? You know, Justin, it's, it's, a, it's big. I mean, it's, it, uh, you know, and I've, there have been people ask on social media, what's the big deal? You know, it's, it's basically a World of Outlaws race and that kind of thing. And it's, it's got some history to it. But as you said, I mean, some of the drivers that have shown emotion that I wasn't expecting, it kind of opened my eyes to, you know, what it means uh, to some of these guys that have known me for a long time or, you know, maybe I raced with and, and – Although there's getting fewer and fewer of the of the guys I race with still at it, but uh, you know it's it's that that really you know made it hit home for me of, of what it means to some of these guys. Brad Doty, our guest here on Wing Nation, and Brad, uh, want to uh, we'll get to the tickets. We'll we'll give we'll give all that details at the end. But you're also one of the top analysts in the sport of sprint car racing. What Brad Sweet, David Gravel, Carson Macedo, what's your take on what you're seeing with the top tier of the World of Outlaws this year? Oh, man, it's, you know, and we've talked for a long time, and I've got myself in a little trouble on Twitter when I, you know, a year or so ago when I put out, I think it's harder to win a World of Outlaws race today than it was in my era, and some people thought I basically crapped on Kinzer, Wolfgang, and Quindell, that kind of thing, and, and there was no disrespect meant. It's just that the, the cars are so equal today, the engines are so equal, and, and so it's, you know, the crew chief getting the car right, the driver doing everything right, and, uh, you know, what those guys are doing and, and 
night in and night out. It, to me, it's really impressive, and and uh, you know, I, I try to be optimistic. I think the sport's in a good place, especially for big events, and and the world of outlaws um, you know, still drawing massive crowds, and that's always a good sign. Brad, you are a guy, obviously, you know, you, you have a great Twitter account. You're, you're locked in all the time, and I, I know you watch a ton of racing. Who's a name right now that you've been impressed with this year? Somebody that has caught your eye, you know, maybe in Pennsylvania, maybe in California, maybe, you know, maybe a young guy out with a tour, but somebody that, that you kind of take a look at and you're like, man, that guy's really impressed me this year. Um, well, the first kid that comes to mind, I guess, is Ryan Timms, a young guy that, you know, not a lot of experience and has had some really good runs. But, you know, I've been watching and been a fan of Anthony Macri the last couple of years, and and he always puts on a good show, and he's venturing out and running more races other than Pennsylvania. And I think, you know, he, he's definitely a guy that if he wanted to and, and could put it together to run the World of Outlaws, he would be a contender every night. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony is just really, really cool. Um, we see this. One of the rivalries Justin and I talked about is, uh, and, and I don't know how how closely you followed it, is this Anthony Macri Brent Marks thing. Brad, it seems like they don't like each other. It seems like they go to a lot of the same racetracks with each other. Um, yeah. Boy, I'll tell you what. It just seems like we've got a pretty good rivalry brewing here between these two. And I, as a fan, I love that. You know, I, and I think it brings a, a lot. Of attention to to the sport, there's nothing wrong with a good rivalry, and uh, it, you're right; those two, you know, have had some some close races, some wheel banging going on, and as you said, they seem to kind of follow each other around the country or where they're racing. You know, it's like it's like you know they they you know they know if they if they can beat each other, there's a good chance they're going to win the race, but. Yeah, they definitely put on a show and aren't afraid to mix it up. Brad, who's a guy that that you kind of had a, a, a run in like that with, with you know, kind of during your career? Maybe somebody that you had a little bit of a rivalry with, or somebody you banged wheels with a few times. Maybe had to have a a, a few words with on the side. Oh, there's been a few, but uh, probably Sammy. You know, but I, I don't think that would surprise a lot of people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, you know, Sammy and I have had a couple issues at times, but um, that's, I guess, the first one that comes to mind. But um, nothing that really lasted, I guess. Um, and and that's the way, as a professional, you have to try to block it out, you know. And, and with Anthony and, and Mark's going at it, you know, they they know, uh, they, they I think they push it to the limit and hopefully, you know, know where that limit is or where the line is and don't go over it. But uh you know it, it, as a professional when you make your living at it you can't let your emotions you know get the best of you and take take yourself out and, and not get a paycheck brad we live in such a fascinating time and, and you're such a student of the sport it used to be we had to wait for speed sport news on thursday friday or saturday to get the results or maybe a phone call from a buddy in pennsylvania or a phone call from someone in california to find out we literally, it seems like, can sit down every night of the week and watch sprint car racing. Just and 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 we we've we've debated Justin on his uh, on, on his podcast has done so much about the pay per view models and how they work. But as a guy that just loves sprint car racing, Brad, what's this like? You you being able to watch all of this action all the time? 
Well, see, this is where I'm really torn. And, and you, you mentioned me being an analyst, and unfortunately, I haven't had much work lately. Yep. But I've had producers, you know, tell me, you know, if something happened on the racetrack, Brad, you got to make a stand, you know, and, and, and choose a side. And sometimes you can't because the driver in me sees things, the promoter sees it another way, and the fan in me sees it another way. So um, the pay-per-view... As a fan, I love it. Obviously, I can sit home, watch the races that I wouldn't be going to, and uh, couldn't get to regardless. And and I get to see racetracks that I might not get to see. But as a promoter, it does worry me. Um, And the tracks, especially the weekly stuff, uh, you know, I think the big events might be okay, but I'm still not convinced that if it's a hundred degree day and there's especially the elderly people that have a, have a subscription and can stay at home in their air conditioned house and, and watch the race. I'm still not convinced that they won't stay home or if it's raining everywhere, but at the racetrack and people have a choice to drive four or five hours and spend you know gas money or have to get a motel or whatever it might be that, they're not going to stay home if the weather is iffy. I still, I still think there's a lot of that going on. And like I said, we've been fortunate to have good crowds, but we last year was the first year we haven't had a threat of weather. Some years it's rained all around us, yeah. and you know it does make me wonder. Even like I said, when we have a good crowd, if there are people staying home. Fair point. Fair yeah. point. That's for sure. Uh, Brad, I want to ask you, something I feel like you don't get enough credit for in your career is how amazing your hair was. How did you get out of a race car <laughs> when you, in, in your younger days? And your hair looked amazing in victory lane. Tell me, like, what was the, what was the, uh, the you know, the process that you went through to keep that hair looking nice? Man, I've been asked a lot, a lot of questions over the years, but that's a first. Uh, I wish I had some of that hair back. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I... I, it was just so thick, I guess. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I see guys today the same thing. You know, they get out of the race car after 40 laps and and, and their hair is in good shape. So uh, I I don't know. Just just lucky, I guess. Um, good hair back in those days. Put it that way. <laughs> I respect that question greatly as a guy that's got a full head of hair. <laughs> Justin, I love that oh, question. Man. Yeah, I love that question. That's yeah. good. Man, that's it, good journalism. I, if my hair was still as thick as yours, Steve, I'd probably still have long hair. But, that's, you know, it, it doesn't work in my situation. That's it, exactly. Go with the flow if you've got it, that's for sure. Brad, tickets, yep. details, what does everyone need to know so they can join you next Tuesday night? Well, they go to AtticaRacewayPark.com. And just click on the banner at the top uh, of our race. It'll take you to how you can purchase tickets, or you can go to World of Outlaws. Dot com. Look at their schedule. Scroll down and find July 11th, Attica Raceway Park, and just click on buy tickets. And I want to make it clear that our reserve ticket is only $2 more than a general admission. Now, there's a small service fee that, you know, of course, we don't keep any of that. But for that small service fee and a $2, you know, you're, you get a reserve seat, you're guaranteed to when you get there, you're going to have a seat no matter what time. You don't have to arrive early. You don't have to stand in line at the ticket office. So, uh, like I said, they're, they're 
they're getting low in reserve seats, but uh, that's that's how they can do it. And you know, we we've got plenty of general admission for those that can't get a reserve seat to show up, and and we got a great uh, grandstand on the pit area side. So anybody who buys a pit pass when the races start, they can go up in the grandstands, and so hopefully we have a full house. I am sure you will. That is for sure. It's the 35th annual Ohio Logistics Brad Doty Classic next Tuesday night. Brad, what a thrill to chat with you. We always appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Hey, thank you, guys. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look look in the mirror. I'm gonna comb my hair here in a little bit. <laughs> I'm gonna do mine. Just to make sure I've got. I'm gonna make sure mine's still in good shape as well, in pristine shape as well. Thanks again, Brad. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Brad Doty joining us here on the Sage Fruit Outline. Stay with us more in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Wing Nation rolling along. Always great to catch up with Brad Doty. Man, what a show. Brad Doty and Shane Stewart. Yeah, man. good two, show. Two good guys. Yeah. Two really good guys. I was guys. excited for this one. Yeah, really, really good stuff, that's for sure. National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, uh, Tuesday, the July 4th. This show, we're recording it on Monday, so airs on Tuesday. Glenn Nibel, Johnny Parsons Jr. Later this week, Don Mack. Later this week would have been Jason Johnson's birthday. Al, Cotton Farmer, Jack Hewitt has a birthday coming up on Saturday. So Jack Hewitt on Saturday. They have their Corvette raffle coming up. It's the 70th annual anniversary edition of a Z06 Corvette with a Z07 performance package plus $25,000. You can just go to their website, Sprint Car HOF, or win a Z06 Corvette.com. Wait, you get a Corvette and 25, 25 grand? grand? Yeah, and 25 grand. Yeah. Ooh. Man, oh man. I might have to get in on that. Yeah, exactly. That'll get that'll 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 get you some gas money. It would get Corvette. you some gas money yeah. for that Corvette. So really, really cool. Uh also think about being a member, become a member of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. They're a great, great organization. You kind of alluded to this at the top. It's a little bit of the calm before the storm. Bit. They're still racing this year. There's week, still though. a lot of racing, yeah. and when you're the all-stars, there's a couple of big checks to be had. Friday night Ransomville, fifteen grand to win. Saturday Sharon, the Lou Blaney Memorial, ten grand to win. That's another one. Uh, the the Lou Blaney Memorial is kind of growing into mm -hmm. this Brad Doty thing out of respect for the Blaney family. Yeah, for sure. I actually, after Husets, I put out a tweet about you know what are some tracks that you think are doing things really good right now, and a lot of people brought up Sharon. Really, and like the work they've done there to keep that place going and and to build their program up there. So you know, if if that's a track you haven't checked out, that's definitely one I think people should try. Yeah, I just one night was flipping around on Dirt Vision and literally. Sharon, the cars were rolling around the track and just sat and watched an A main. Yeah. And it was spectacular. Yeah, they uh, always great racing. There. Yeah, really, really good. So good stuff up there. So the All-Stars, Sealands Grove. Now they had the Opperman Boger Heinzelman Classic was supposed to be Sunday mm -hmm. of Pennsylvania Speedway. Got rained out, but they just said uh, uh they just said boom. They're, they're gonna run it back. They're gonna run it back next Sunday. So yeah. 10 grand went up in Pennsylvania on Sunday. Beyond that, it's a regular weekend with Williams Grove, Lincoln, and Port up there. And on the West Coast, Petaluma, a salute to Balin's Raceway Park. King of the West Series is back in action. So really, really fun, uh, really, really fun weekend coming up. Mm -hmm. And then 
once we hit a week from today. I mean, next week, with the Brad Doty Classic, it's on. And then it's on. So yeah. great, great stuff. Everything good with DirtTracker.com? Yeah, everything's going great. Uh, put a shot, actually, before I came here. Uh, talked a little late model stuff. I've got some fun sprint car things coming up. So really? uh, stay tuned for, for some of that stuff. Good deal. Um, newsletter now? What did I see? You're adding, yeah, adding so or added I, or adding? A- added. I don't have enough going on, so I figured I would uh, I, I add, was, add a little bit more to yeah. this. But, um, yeah, if people want to sign up, get get some cool stuff in your in your email, DirtTracker.com slash newsletter. Um, I'm going to do once a week, maybe a couple times a week, and, and I'm going to, it's not me. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of focus on and, and feature some other creators and some other writers. So I sent the first one out last week and got some good stuff lined up. I've had some awesome conversations with some other writers. So I think there's some good. exciting things to come there. Good deal. Love the content, love the quality that you do with the daily show and uh, the newsletter as well. It's a uh, great, great stuff. Can't wait to see all of that that comes along. And you've got Dirt Trekker merch too, right? I do actually. Well, you, you have it, but you run, you are really good at running out of merchandise, aren't you? I am. I try really hard to run out of it. That's what I'm trying <laughs> to do. So I'm actually running here uh, after I leave here, I'm running to go get a, a new batch of some stuff. So uh, within the next couple of days, there'll be some new items in the store. And finally, if there are any of you that play the fantasy games that, that get on the board, whether it's just the, 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 my race pass, the free stuff you can do, yeah. or you really get into it, or if you want to get into it, or if you just want to be better, than your buddies, your stat page. Yeah, dirttracker.com slash analytics. There's a lot of stuff in there for free. Race res- I mean, there are literally thousands of pages worth of information in there. So uh, you can get into sprint cars, late models, midgets, all kind of stuff in there. There's uh, there's great information to find. Always great. That's for sure. Always great to hang out. I think Aaron is back off a special assignment now. Okay, so good. I think we'll, I think you'll I'm have sure your audience will be thrilled to see a much better. No, 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 no. I think we'll have, uh, I think we'll have, uh, I think you'll have a week or two off here from Wing Nation, good. but uh, we do appreciate you filling yeah, in and jumping awesome. in with us. And, and again, love and respect the work so much you do. Really appreciate it. Yeah, so. it's been great hanging out. Justin Fiedler with DirtTracker.com. We appreciate Justin joining us. Coming up this weekend on our, this week it is, on our uh, television show, Justin Sanders from out on the West Coast. Nice. Great catching up with Justin yeah. Sanders joins us. That's Wednesday night on Rev and Friday afternoon on Mav TV. We really appreciate Shane Stewart and Brad Doty for joining us. More important than all of that, though, thank you for joining us this time here on Wing Nation. NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc.